Welcome, Will, to Townley Money Basics, the show that takes this big concept we call money and breaks it down into itty-bitty pieces so I can understand it better, and hopefully you can too. I'm your host, Sean Townley. Today we're going to talk about FIRE. FIRE is financially independent and retire early. Here's a movement that comes into fashion every once in a while. Some people talk about it. I know a lot of the younger generations like to talk about it. And here's the simple reason why. Time is the great equalizer. So if you're able to put this philosophy into place early and often, then this is going to be the way to go for you, perhaps. But time is the great equalizer. You can make more money, but you cannot make more time. So if time is on your side, i.e. you're a younger person, then perhaps this is where you want to go. So what is the philosophy of FIRE? The FIRE movement prioritizes savings and investing 50% or more of your income so that you can retire early. And when you're starting out, that seems very difficult. I get it. it. It would definitely seem very difficult because you're not making a whole lot of money, especially when you're doing active income and you're trading your time for money and your your, your life for. So, so it's not something that you're going to be able to just turn on right away. It's something you're going to have to build up to. But if you can start to be disciplined early enough, and this may delay moving out of your parents' house, uh, if if that's um, if this is what you want to do, or if you want to get with a bunch of friends and, and share a cheaper place, then maybe you could do this. But the idea is for you to save and invest 50% or more of your income, regardless of what that income is, so you can retire early. Fire followers dramatically reduce their expenses, seek ways to increase income, and invest heavily. So they're probably pretty much minimalist. You're not going to see these folks being too flashy. Right? You're not going to see folks driving new cars every couple of years. That would be very difficult unless they have very good incomes. They would have to have very high incomes to be able to pull that off. But maybe you can. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but you know, you would certainly, if you're going to do this like most people would need to do it, you're going to need to keep your expenses rather low and then you know, seek to increase your income anyway. You may run some side hustles. You may have a couple of jobs in the beginning. And you're going to invest heavily. You're going to get very educated on how to invest. And you're just going to start putting money into the markets as fast as you can. right? And then you're going to learn to live below your means. Again, you're going to establish that emergency fund. I'm always talking about the emergency fund. The emergency fund is very important because the emergency fund is what buffers you from all the bad things that maybe could happen financially to you. Not everything that can happen to you, but everything financially that can happen to you. So you want to establish that emergency fund first so you wouldn't invest that. But you would have it, and you'd have it liquid and be ready to go. You're going to learn to live simple. You know, when you buy a phone, you're going to make it last several years. You're not going to be buying the latest and greatest. These people probably are not with the latest fashions. They're probably, you know, a little bit more what I hear people calling basic. You know, they're just going to get the things that um, meet the minimal needs. You know, they, they, they still may be fashionable. There may be something to it that, that makes them a little bit more fashionable. Maybe they're just good conversationalists. But they're not going to spend their money on frivolous things, right, to impress other people typically. And, and you're going to probably want experiences over stuff. So instead of collecting a bunch of stuff and needing a bigger house, you're probably going to value experiences with your friends and family, you know, spending time with people and going places with them when you can afford to do it or if they'll have you along over you know tangible things going forward so the other thing is they they depend on the four percent rule so this is the idea that you can live off four percent of your invested wealth so how do you know that you made it 
Well, uh, if you want to live on $50,000 a year, which you may or may not do, but just for example purses, you would know that you've reached the state of fire when you have saved $1.25 million. So that's 25 times $50,000. That gets you to $1.25 million. And then you're, you're only going to withdraw 4% of that principal, $1.25 million. So that's going to give you that $50,000 a year. And theoretically, you would never cut into the principal if there's a 7% growth on your investments and only 3% inflation. Now, this is going to fluctuate. I mean, but this is what this philosophy is kind of based on, the 4% rule. It presumes a 7% growth and 3% inflation. Now, we're going through more than that now. So there may be some years where you'd have to tweak your numbers to make sure that you're not cutting into that principal or you're gonna, you may have to take a side hustle again you know, if you don't wanna work at all, but uh, maybe you wanna just pick up a job so you can get back to where you're, where you're wanting to be in that regard. So it, it's, it's, it can be flexible, right? It's not all or nothing. It's not like once you reach 1.25 million, I'm gonna live off 50,000 a year for the rest of my life. You put a stake in the ground and say, I'm never gonna work again. I mean, that would be, that would be great. But you may have to adjust and pivot. I mean, it is life, right? It's going to throw curveballs at you. There's going to be things that you're going to take care of. You may decide to get married. You may decide not to. You may decide to have more kids. And if you can do it on $50,000 a year, great. I mean, it's not stuck on $50,000. i am just using that as an example. If you want to live off 100000 right, you're going to have to have $2.5 million. And then you can take 4% of that. You have 100000 a year. And maybe that's more comfortable for you. If, you know, you truly are a minimus, maybe you only need thirty dollars or $40,000 a year. Success is going to be defined solely by the beholder in this, in this regard. So what are the steps for a fire? You know, what kind of life do you want to live? That way you can establish your number and then take that number and multiply it by 25. Theoretically, that's what you need to have saved and invested. And you need to make sure, you know, that you're only going to need 4% of that year. That's why it's 25 times. You're going to learn to live on 50% or less of your income. And so you can build it up to that. Now, once you reach that state, you know, some of those traits are probably going to still go over, but you, you're going to have that entire amount, that 50000 or 100000 in these two examples, to be able to live off that. That's not going to count. You don't have to keep saving, right? You're not still earning anymore. Now you're living off the what you have saved up for. And that may be a little bit of a mind change, too. You need to think about that, how that's going to affect your psyche going forward. You know, you've been in the saving mode for so long. It's going to feel weird to actually spend that money going forward, right? Or if you feel like you're getting squeezed a little bit, you may have to go get another side hustle or a gig or a part-time job or maybe even a full-time job if you decide, hey, maybe this isn't enough. Maybe I need to push it up to that 100,000 or beyond. You know, if you want to live fat fire, but they call, you know, people that don't want to necessarily live frugally, then you're going to need a whole lot more money. I mean, you could have 5 million plus and, and have to be able to do that, right? So now you're starting to get into some serious savings going forward. And there have been examples of people that have been able to save lots, lots more than 50%, but 50% is typically the bar that you're going to sit for. You're going to have to, you know, to get there right now, you're going to have to get rid of all your bad debt. Invest in only good debt, right? Bad debt is debt that is going to depreciate. It's not going to hold its value. You want to invest in good debt if you're going to invest into real estate or some other things. Now, it's not always guaranteed that that's going to go up, but historically, more than not, typically... Real estate does that, and there are other investments that continue. I mean, the stock market's not guaranteed either. The bond market, none of it. 
But you know, if you're if you're working on assets that are going to appreciate for you, then that's probably the way you want to go. You're going to maximize your earnings at your job when you're trying to go on this journey. You know, every time there's an opportunity to to step in and do more and maybe show you have more value, so you can ask more money more often, then that's going to be something that's going to be important to you. It's going to be have to be part of your mindset going forward. And then you know, of course, even if you have that job and you're working full time. If it's important enough to you or you want to retire, you know, in your 30s, then our 20s or 30s, then maybe you're going to get that side hustle and maybe try to get that passive income coming in much sooner rather than later. And then, of course, if you have passive income, then that's just cherry on top. Right. I mean, it's not all just the savings. If you can invest in things that continue to grow that 7 percent or better, then you're going to be in a better position. In some years, you may be able to take more than that 50 or 100 thousand dollars in the examples we're using and be able to do that. You know, and, and so this is it's flexible. It works with you, but it's just kind of a, a mindset that you have to get into. And then you're going to invest as much as you can. So you're going to have to get in this mindset, that, you know, even if I get bonuses or raises, you're just going to probably bury that into the next investment to get to the point where you can do fire. And then you're going to have to build some solid financial habits, which hopefully if you're listening to this program, you're already starting to do that anyway. So, so in recap, fire, financial independence, retire early. This, you know, time is the great equalizer. The reason why this is so popular amongst younger people is because they have more time on their side, right? If you start doing this at, uh, you know, in your teens and you start putting money away and you start finding out what that number is you think you can live off as you grow into your lifestyle and you're, you're with your friends and, and you surround yourself with good financial habits, then you can kind of figure out what number you're going to need going forward to be able to live off of that, that you can work with. And then you can start targeting that number for this fire, right? The philosophy is you're gonna you're gonna prioritize saving fifty plus fifty or more percent of your income going forward. You're gonna dramatically reduce your expenses if you have any. You may not even have any. I know some folks that you know they, they didn't want to get a credit card for a long time. It's getting harder and harder to live without a credit card, but they didn't want to do that. But um, you know the day may push you, but. As long as you're paying it off every time and you're not paying any interest, then you're going to be just fine. You need to seek ways to increase your income and invest heavily. I mean, that's that's really the bottom line. And if you can do that, then you can establish you know a four percent rule or even four four point five percent. I think people are starting to challenge this rule a little bit. If you can get twenty five times what your annual what your target income is going to be, theoretically, you can withdraw four percent without going to that principal. As long as there's seven percent growth in the markets or, or whatever you're investing in, and that you know there's no more than three percent inflation, so as those numbers change, you're absolutely going to have to to change with them. You know those numbers aren't going to be static, but you know we'll just use those as kind of a guideline going forward. So figure out how you want to live, how much that's going to take, and then you can start making your way through this and get start, started with a side hustle. And work with other people. There's a lot of communities out there. Find out how other people are doing it. And, you know, you don't have to learn about this all by yourself. You can find like-minded folks and, you know, work with them. Now, I didn't choose to go the fire route. If I'd have known about it earlier, I might have been able to do that. But I'm, I'm kind of a tweener, Gen Xer. So this wasn't in vogue back in the... Well, I guess it was. There, there were some people doing this back in the day. But it wasn't as well-known. Or at least it wasn't as well-known to me. But, uh, you know, I don't know that I'd have been able to pull this off, but it's certainly a cool thing. It's certainly something I've shared with my children. Um, 
they don't necessarily seem to be totally interested in it. They're trying to establish their lives, and that and that's the that's the rub, right? So, what kind of life do you want to live? That's going to determine whether you're able to pull this off or not. It's not for everybody. I mean, I, I totally get that. Hey, what am I missing? Are you trying to establish fire for you and yours? Or are you going to go with the more traditional route, you know, just kind of work for your dollars, try to move it into passive income, and slowly over time, you know, maybe retire closer to a more traditional age? You know, I mean, there's no, I mean, traditional age, I say, you know, mid-60s or so, but, I mean, there's nothing that stops you from retiring at 50 or 40. I mean, it doesn't have to be 20 or 30. But, you know, what, what is that number for you? And, you know, what does that perfect day look like for you when you don't have to worry about money anymore? What are you going to be doing there in that day? All things you need to think about. I'd love to hear about your journey. If you're trying to make it to fire, you can reach out to me at Sean Townley at Townley Tech. I'm sorry, Townley Tech at gmail.com. You can find me at Sean Townley on LinkedIn. You can find me at Sean Townley on Twitter. And you can go to my site, SeanTownley.com. And hey, I've got something new, uh, something that Buzzsprout has done new, uh, subscriptions. If you want to help me with this podcast, I would love for you to, to donate on a monthly basis, help me out, and pay some of the expenses uh, putting this together. It takes time, it takes money. If you want to help out with that, if I, if I brought some value to you and you, and you feel that you'd like to, to do something about that, no, I mean, it's, I'm not going to charge. I'm not going to do anything else, but... But if you just feel compelled to do that, I'd love for your help. And I could definitely shout out uh, you in, in the next podcast or so. Just let me know. Reach out to me. Until next time.